Welcome to All Things in the Name of Love. If you like this show, please like, subscribe, and share. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of All Things in the Name of Love. And today I have with me Jesse Fierce Grace, which I'm definitely going to talk to you about, Torres. And um, she and I recently connected. And before I even pressed record, we were already like, so I was like oh yeah we have time constraints so I I decided to press the recording um among the many things Jesse is is she's a top performance coach and coined the phrase fierce grace and I know you have this epic background that led you to bring this into form fierce grace um if you would like to talk a little bit I don't want to like take up the whole time yeah, but yeah. just talk a little bit about your background that brought you to this space of understanding what grace truly is. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're Sophia. Welcome. It's so wonderful to be here and, and speak to your audience. Um, yeah. So part of what got me to really connect with what fierce grace is, is really a product of my own personal journey. Um, you know, uh, everybody has their story. Everybody has the things that they've experienced, those kind of drop to your knees moments. Um, and so my story is, I, I tell it from the context of here's what was, here's what is now, mm-hmm. uh, and what is possible for anybody that's in any level of suffering. And fierce grace was birthed out of honestly, a, a moment of survival in my journey. A moment where I was 38 years old. I'm 58 now. So, you know, I did not have a clue who I was. I mm-hmm. had two 17 year olds and because um, they're twins and my daughter who was 15. And our world was completely turned upside down. And uh, I was going th- I was going through a divorce, which was very tumultuous, very painful, very vulgar and mean um, mm-hmm. that turned me upside down in every way a human being could. And, you know, my journey had been of childhood, uh, you know, abuse up to I was 18. And then my next 18, because I went from dad to husband, my mm-hmm. next 18 years was another layer of, of abuse. So at 38, I'm coming out. Who am I? I yeah. have no freaking clue. I didn't even know how to leave my city. I had to buy a Thomas guide back then because I think MapQuest was just coming out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to drive out of my city. And wow. so I came from so much fear and survival. I just, I, I, I was afraid of everything. I didn't know how am I going to do this? How am I going to survive? My entire world is turned upside down. What I knew was my family. What I knew was raising my kids, what I knew. And now I'm like, oh my God, I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So what showed up and I, I didn't know, it was almost like I just had this, um, sense to do this because I wasn't conscious in any way back then I was in Mm -hmm. total survival is that in order for me to get through this and not just get through it, but bring my children through it in a Mm -hmm. way that we would thrive, Mm -hmm. I had to challenge myself and put myself in things that scared me. Mm -hmm. So because I was terrified of everything, so everything was a challenge. And the more that I, I intentionally put things in my path to challenge me out of my fear, Uh, I found a fierceness in me that Mm. I didn't know existed because I lived very much in a victim status, right? Victimized by my father, victimized by my ex, victimized Mm -hmm. by my own lack of Mm self-worth. And so um, now coming to a place where 
ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> you got to freaking pick it up. You got to figure yeah. this out. You're leading your three light warriors over here. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so in that started to put things that challenge me and I found another level of who I was mm -hmm. underneath, you know, the, the constant, um, you know, the constant way I was treated. Mm -hmm. And so fierceness showed up that protective mama bear energy. It's different than masculine, which is one of the things I, I will talk about in a bit here. Um, and, and pull that energy forward and then realizing that to be in fight mode is also not who I am. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, there's a pendulum swing. There's like, I was the absolute doormat to now don't you dare, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's not neither one of those are me. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhere down here in the middle. And how do I find the aspects of me that are fierce? And how do I find the parts of me that are filled with grace and love and nurture and care? So the masculine feminine, if you will, mm -hmm. and finding that happy medium, because mm -hmm. I have both, but how do I harness the energy in a way that fuels my spirit and allows me to be the greatest version of me? I love that. That is so beautiful because I've had both elements too. And I remember a few years ago, I, I talked to my non-physical team. I'm like, okay, how do I be more graceful? Right? Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted more grace. And they said, just be more graceful. And I'm like, that's not helpful. I don't understand. Like, so, so as I've tuned in, it's just like being more present, more slow, tuning into the energy for me of Quan Yin and her gentle nature mm -hmm. and i know there's this this you know get the broadsword out kind of energy within me as well and that has a time and place for it but i really like that calm centeredness and that's what draws me more and more and more the longer i practice what i don't know <laughs> well good but what's beautiful is you're seeking Mm -hmm. right? you're seeking you're open to like that learning and that growth yeah and I think that when we get to our center when we find that beautiful like success fm right mm -hmm, frequency mm -hmm. um there's a there's a universal intelligence that opens up mm -hmm. there's there's a connection right to to source god whatever you believe in that that goes beyond the wound mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. when we're in in authenticity it's because we're responding from a triggered place of, of pain or wound mm -hmm. um, that has a show up in a way that mm -hmm. is, I believe is in our heart armor, right? It's our armored mm -hmm. self because, hey, I, I did the pure thing and I was stomped on and I was hurt. Not doing that again. So armor, yeah. armor yeah. throughout our journey. And then we respond from that wound um, versus our true core essence. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm here to help people come back to that purity, come back to that beauty, that innocence, because we've lost ourselves. And there's so many layers of armor that we don't know. We show up this way, mm -hmm. right? Based on who we're in front of. Oh, I want to find, you know, a partner. So I'm going to be this. Oh, I need to do my business. So I'm going to be this, you know, and mm -hmm. there's all these layers. But what ends up happening, it draws in imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. It draws in unworthiness because if you do fall in love, but you showed them this version back here, you're like, yeah, but if they like knew who I really was, they'd leave me. Right. 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 And so we're not operating from 
our 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 magnificence, our core essence, which we're, there's mm-hmm. a divinity within each of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it causes us to go into, you know, sabotaging mindset or a uh, fear based response. Right. 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 So that's why we got to peel that armor off and we got to come back to our divine perfection. And in that, the second layer, it's like we armored up from the context of our pain and the things we experienced. Mm-hmm. We didn't know better. Our unconscious mind did it. Um, but once you peel all that armor off, now you're in the purity of like who you are. It feels confronting. Just like, oh, mm-hmm. now I'm this like just wide open vessel. And so I'm not ignorant to say that there isn't darkness in the world. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that now when you go out into the world, because you are raw and open, you are more susceptible to energies mm-hmm. that now we teach you how to actually intentionally armor up mm-hmm. in a way that protects you, but you're not living from that. You're living from your truth. You've just built an energetic layer of protection around you so that you can be the purest form of you without injury. I had an experience of that um, when I was up at Orcas Island where I watched um, The Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. And I came from weed where we did not experience the trauma of COVID. We were just normal people seeing each other, hugging each other. It was like, I was in in a parallel universe. Okay. I show up to Orcas and they all experience COVID, right. like the uh, the the culture of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, doo, 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 hi, it's nice to meet you. And they're like, um, so <laughs> I I show up to this play and it's the first play they've had in three years. And I'm feeling the energy mm-hmm. of the whole space. And like, I'm getting into the compassion mode and I hear activate your Merkaba. Mm-hmm. never heard that before so i feel my merkaba activating and then i hear okay now we're going to activate your toroidal field of unconditional love so you can spread that out beautiful and you can watch the play and enjoy the play and you're not even conscious of the fact that you're spreading love you're just enjoying the play right and so that's just been something that i've done since then and it's amazing because like there are situations where I walk in and I'm like, I can feel there's this desperate need for love. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of like, you know, I, I want to send the unconditional love. I just don't want to be affected by the need for it. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of that toroidal field, but most don't know that. Mm-hmm. Right. So in, in being able to go out in the world, especially now, and, and it's an overused term, but everybody calling themselves empaths, which, okay, yes, being empathic can be very daunting because you feel everything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand this concept, it can make you want to recluse and mm-hmm. isolate and just go back home and hide under the covers because right. ooh, it's a rough world out there. There's a lot of pain, mm-hmm. right? So what we forget is that when we feel that density, light will always trump dark, Mm -hmm. okay? Light will always trump dark. So if we look at it from light and dark, darkness can be our shadow. Darkness can be our pain, our wound, right? So when you go out into the world, and and this happened to me when I was um, working for Tony Robbins, there was a business mastery, there was a business seminar, and I was going there and I was gonna meet clients. And it was after I had had my own spiritual awakening and dropping all my armor. And I felt like I walked into a boxing ring. I was like, 
Oh, the end, it was in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas, Ooh. Event, right. So I was just like, I can't do this. And I, I called my mentor and I'm like, I can't do this. I want to go back to the hotel room and go into the covers, you know? And, um, and he says, you need to turn up your vibration. Mm. And I was like, spot on. So what we don't understand is that light will always trump dark. So if we look at love as a light frequency and fear as, as a, a on the omega levels of consciousness, fears at a hundred love is at 500 to give mm -hmm. you a reference, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So if our dial is turned to 500 and fear and wounding comes in, it's not that it wins. It's that we dim. Right. Right. Because we're like, Oh wow. That feels it. So our, our literally our volume goes down and now we meet fear with fear and we feel weighted and we feel exhausted and we feel like, right. Mm -hmm, so then we mm -hmm. take that home. So what you did, which is, which is the key is to build that toroidal field in so much love and compassion that when people's pain, uh, pain comes to you, that's the moment you want to amplify that frequency <laughs> versus, um, you know, dim your, dim your light. Right. You want to have more love, more compassion in those moments. Mm -hmm. And that way it doesn't penetrate. Right. Right. And that's like the, it's a combination of awareness and accountability because we are ultimately accountable for how we show up in the world mm -hmm. and to remember that we have the choice of how we want to show up. That's, yeah. that's an awareness that, you know, once it's a habit, right? Everything's a habit. So like blessing my water before I drink it every day with unconditional love. Yeah. That's a habit. And I can feel the difference when I do it and when I don't mm -hmm. do it. So like, right. it's just bringing these different layers of, oh, we get to choose how we want to show up in the world. And we have so many tools that we just haven't been taught. Mm -hmm. Well, to your point though, a lot of people think they don't have the choice, right? You don't understand. I just went out and all of a sudden I felt like attacked, you know, like, like me, like, I'm just like, Oh, this is, Ooh, this is too hard. I don't know. It feels really hard. I, I can't even be here. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I love that you said that because it is always a choice. We just, right. again, we, we need to find the resources. We need to find the tools. We need to find the mentor or coach to help us understand what can we do in those moments? Because if you choose to then like you build that toroidal field or turn up your love volume or whatever that looks like, you won't be as affected by it. But mm -hmm. we feel that we're out of control. I can't help, you know, how other people treat me. Other How other people treat you is is your responsibility to make meaning around mm -hmm. right now it doesn't mean we're human beings so it doesn't mean that we won't get our feelings hurt if someone's unkind right but it's what do we make a story around it mm -hmm. right and that's where we invite the suffering right right i always say my mom i love her to death she's a freaking warrior and she's one of my greatest teachers mm -hmm. because she triggers me so much <laughs> You know, but what I understand is that she's just being beautifully her. Right. My triggers are my responsibility, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that to me is a part of me that's calling for my love and attention. Right. Right. So that's like, oh, okay. Thank you, mom, for the lesson. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm <laughs> right. going to go check in with that part of me that's right. making a meaning that you're wrong. <laughs> right. right. Or it's making a meaning that I did something wrong mm -hmm. with your comment. Right. I had that um, a few months ago. I was visiting. My mom has dementia, but she has moments of clear of clarity, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her that my one of my cousins 
wanted me to tell her how grateful she was for giving her permission to be her. Mm. And I did not get that same treatment. Uh huh. Yeah. And so she said, well, honey, did I do that for you? Whoops. <laughs> and I said, well, mom, you didn't, but you know what? That was for me to heal. Yeah. And because it's not her fault. She was just right. in her programs and her whatever it was, but I had to look at it within me and go, okay, what is the lesson for me? What is the gift in here that's showing me that I'm behaving a certain way that isn't me? Right. Like it's, it's a defense mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. What is it that, that is wanting to be seen that my subconscious is protecting me from seeing that I can only see when somebody presses the button of a trigger? Exactly. But what I love about what you said is so important is that you ask the right questions, right? Our our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So in that moment, you're like, what's the good in this? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, look, I've had many uppercuts in life. Um, if you would have asked me when my brother was murdered, you know, what's the good in this, Jesse? Mm-hmm. I probably would have punched you in the nose. <laughs> Um, yeah, but there's always, there's always something like the, the, the over 300 people that came to his like funeral, like that. I didn't know who he had touched, mm-hmm. um, you know, with my little brother, um, uh, his daughters coming together, three of them that are different mothers that had never met each other coming together and loving wow. each other. Like they've been sisters their whole life. Right. So That's in the beautiful. moment of my sorrow, my deepest sorrow, I'm able to witness the light in the darkest moments, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen if you don't ask the right question. Mm -hmm. So even though, because again, what happens is we go into shouldn't, like this shouldn't have happened, Mm -hmm. right? It's like right and wrong. Is there a right and wrong or is there just what is, right? Right. So my, my, I can say my brother shouldn't have been killed, but he was. Right. So if I say he shouldn't have, I'm arguing, I'm creating an argument with reality mm-hmm. and I'm going to lose every time. Right. 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 Because it's just the reality. So how do I say it shouldn't have happened? It should have because it did. And that's what Byron Katie says. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that now I get to if, if that was by some divine order, by my divine contract with God in the universe, then how is it here for me? How, what is the good in this? What am I able, how could I find the light in the darkest moments of my pain? Mm-hmm. And that's really what I do is, is as I help alchemize that pain mm. into something beautiful, how do we turn it into passion, purpose, and impact? How do we relieve ourselves from the suffering, right? Because we're going to have pain in life. That's just right. the construct of life. But when we suffer, we're actually choosing it. Mm-hmm. And I know for some people that's confronting because of how dare you, blah, 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 this happened to me. And I totally understand. And if we don't look for the gift, we mm-hmm. will only remember the pain. Oh, yeah. I completely agree with that. And I, I'm on this every once in a while. My my ego is like, do I still have to do the spiritual journey thing? Can I have a day off? But like this morning, <laughs> this morning, I had a dream where I was shown, like I woke up from it, I was shown where frustration lies in me. And then I felt a a deeper layer of judgment that I didn't know I had. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so cool because now I can see it. 
Right. And do I necessarily like the fact that I judged myself? No, but it's just there. So how do I show up for it in a way that's more compassionate with myself and grateful for the fact that I actually see it? Exactly. But here's what, what, and I, that's why I love that you're speaking to this on your podcast, because what society tells us and shows us is what's wrong, not what's right. Mm-hmm. So we're conditioned to beat ourselves up. I have this sitting on my desk because I use it in coaching all the time. And it's this beautiful judgment hammer, right? <laughs> because we're just so conditioned to beat ourselves up the minute mm-hmm. we feel we've done something wrong or we feel right. sad or disempowered or we're not hitting our goals or whatever, mm-hmm. we immediately start to find what's wrong with us. That used to be my question. Mm-hmm. My question when things would go sideways was what's wrong with me? Why can't I figure right. this out? What's what's my problem? And so what that does is it invites that sabotaging voice, mm-hmm. right? Who's at the ready with a list of things. Oh, what's wrong with you, Jesse? Well, let me tell you this, 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 <laughs> and this, right? And it just right. like, oh, so that just disempowers us more yeah. and we go into suffering mm-hmm. versus, you know, what's the good in this or what could be good about this? If you feel like it's hard to find the good, what could mm-hmm. be good about this? Um, what's the opportunity here for my growth or expansion? Mm-hmm. what muscle is God in the universe calling me to build in this moment? Is mm-hmm. it courage? Is it deeper conviction to my purpose? Is it resilience? I don't know. But when you start to look for it, you find it and you see it as character building moments mm-hmm. versus moments where God in the universe is trying to take you out. What if right. it wasn't to take you out? What if mm-hmm. it was there to wake you up? Right. Right, because that's all it is. Like anything that's a subconscious program is there for us to wake up from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, in my own journey, like the layers, I'm I'm grateful that I've had a slow awakening because I've had a lot of stuff to clear. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, this is just a deeper layer, and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I've grown that much that I can feel this layer. Right. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's I I know people that have had an immediate Kundalini awakening and that seems traumatic. Hmm. Here's the thing, like for everyone, it's it's their journey, it's their path, right? Mm-hmm. So for some, the awakening process is a little tumultuous, right? It's just mm-hmm. like you, you see those memes where it says, I want a spiritual awakening. And then you get when the show's the kid on the roller coaster <laughs> screaming, like, you know, and spiritual guides next to them going, hey, this is fun, you know? But, <laughs> but here's the thing again, I trust, right? I trust the divine mm-hmm. order of it all. Right. And for some, it kind of comes with a freaking jackhammer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're so conditioned to their story mm-hmm. that it had to come with a jackhammer mm-hmm. because they wouldn't have moved. Right. They wouldn't have moved. But what I trust is that it is precisely for you, mm-hmm. even though it feels like a lot of pain, mm-hmm. like, you know, the depth of our darkness is converse to the height of our light. Mm-hmm. And if you start to see that in those dark moments where you feel hurt or you feel abandoned by God in the universe, or you're just like, God, one more blow, I got 10 paces forward. And now I feel like I got 20 paces back. You know, it's not remember, you're, you're constantly building new threshold. Mm-hmm. We forget that, right? It's like when you think about your journey 20 years ago, you're over here, and then you do work and you you heal and you come to this place of right here. 
And you're just like, so now you're moving forward and you hit a bump in the road Mm -hmm. and then you fall back, but you fall back to here, not Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't forget. And they think that they're back there and they judge themselves. Like, uh, why am I stuck again? Why, why does this keep happening? Why I'm never going to freaking heal or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like, no, I love the quote from Ram Dass that says, we're all just walking each other home. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that context, you, you are walking your journey. And what I tell people when we're in coaching, because they're so beating themselves up, it's just like, you got yourself to this threshold. So when you fall back, you fall back to here, then you're going to move over here. And then you're going to go here and you fall, fall back to here. And you're constantly moving. So when you're in this space, do you think you can help somebody way over here? You absolutely can because yeah. you're they're there and you're way over here. Right. So, you know, it's like you've already been there. So we're not here for the people ahead of us. We're here right, for right, the people right. behind us. Right. And when no, we start I to acknowledge that. that we can honor our journey versus beat ourselves up because we think we're not at the level. It's like my daughter, when she was like, she's 35 now, when she was 23, she was like, she wanted to help girls in um, middle school with body image. Oh, cool. right. And she and she was in her early 20s. And she's like, but mom, I don't know if I can help them because I'm not there yet. And I'm like, Shayna, what the frick is there yet? What does right. that mean? I'm right. not there yet. I, what is that? You know, right, but right. I am further along in the journey mm-hmm. so I can help all of those. And I told her, I go, if I brought you a 13 year old right now with body image, could you help her? And she said, well, yeah. And I'm like, then that's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed in my own journey, like um, my awarenesses last night. So the more I've done this work, the easier it gets to transmute the behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. And when Shortening I was seeing that process. Yeah. Right? When, I, when I was yeah. feeling it last night, I was like, I just felt the shift. It's like I had the awareness and then it just like the, the energy just like dissolved it was like wow this is so amazing because it used to be like days and days of me torturing myself exactly like I don't want to look at it but I have to look at it but I don't want to but I have to like it just it just showed up and I felt it and it went away yeah and I was like that's that's the gift Mm -hmm. and that's what we're here to do honestly what we're doing in in waking up it's an overused term but you know, it's really bringing the unconscious to consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's bringing awareness to our patterns of behavior Mm -hmm. because once we're aware, then it kind of sits out here and I get to watch it like a movie. I'm like, oh, there's Jessie. She's frustrated. What triggered her? And and I get to kind of get curious, Mm -hmm. right? As to what, what is causing the human, right? To have this experience because like in my spiritual essence, I know I'm divine perfection. My higher self knows this is all divine, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I'm human. Right. So my human is over here stuck. My human is over here feeling disappointed and sad. Hmm. If I observe her and I get curious around it and I'm aware, oh, she's going to her pattern of shame. What triggered her? Let mm-hmm. me check on that. Oh, it's this thing. Oh, well, I know co- shame is a cosmic joke. So let's just get her. Let's just help support her. She needs a little bit more love in that area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that constantly allows us to shorten the suffering process, right? Mm-hmm. Where we might have ruminated for months and stayed stuck and gone right. backward, right? Now we're just like, ooh, I can now see, okay, that's what got her there. Okay, now let's give her some resources and some love to help pull her out. Mm-hmm. So we shorten that. But that's the thing that people don't celebrate. Right. So I'm glad you brought that up. They don't celebrate, hey, before I would have suffered for weeks. 
This right. time I suffered for two days. Okay, that's way better. Yeah. I even tell people like, give permission to your human to be angry, to be like, just mm -hmm. put a clock on it. Like, right, if you're mad at something, put a clock on it and say, you know what? I'm going to choose, because again, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. We're all sovereign here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to be mad about this particular thing for a whole day. I'm going to give mm -hmm. myself permission to just be mad. Cool. Put a clock on it for the whole day. You get to be mad, kick, scream, yell obscenities, whatever you freaking need. Right. And when you do that and you consciously give yourself permission, mm -hmm. you find that it kind of sucks. It feels good for a little bit. And yep. then you're like, yeah, I don't want to freaking live in that energy anymore. Or mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you give yourself 24 hours. The next thing you know, you're like, I'm done in 30 minutes, you mm -hmm. know, or I'm done in five. Right. Because it's like when you intentionally give yourself permission, but I do believe we have to give ourselves permission. Oh yeah, definitely. And I bypass, bypass the human having the experience, right? Sadness, anger, rage. When my brother was killed last year, like, you know, I felt rage. I oh, felt yeah. anger. And, and that's not my go-to. My go-to mm -hmm. emotion is usually sadness. But in that moment, I was like, no, like I, there was so many plans that we had so many things that we talked about you know speaking on stages together because I told him I go look no matter what you've been through and he had been in a lot of trouble since my older brother was killed um and I said here's the thing like you'll I could talk to a a, a young adult man who's about to make a crappy decision and he won't hear me like he'll hear you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right so like there's room here and we're going to talk on stages together and you're going to watch and you're going to see that your journey has not been in vain it's right. been for a reason mm -hmm. so when this happened it was a freaking uppercut mm -hmm. I was like no so I felt rage in my body so I had yeah. to give myself permission to feel that mm -hmm. knowing that it wasn't going to be healthy for me to live there right but right. I'm not going to bypass mm -hmm. the anger I felt because mm -hmm. then what happens is it lives in my body. Right. And it shows up as fibromyalgia or freaking cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a learning that we're, the, this human experience is a learning of how to navigate life's challenges, what mm -hmm. meaning we give it, the choice of suffering or not, and bringing awareness to our patterns and behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is so succinctly and beautifully said. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's it's so true because like we signed up for all the things. Exactly. Right. We chose our families. We chose the dynamics. We chose all of the patterns we came here to heal. And we're not the only ones who signed up for these. Exactly. So like one of the gifts I've been able to master is codependency because boy, did it run deep in my family. And I've just seen the different layers of it. And it's just so beautiful because now I know exactly what it is for me and I can bring awareness to others as I see it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, no, that that's actually, yeah, um, yeah, narcissism, no, go gaslighting, that's, that's not, that's not a good thing. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's other layers I can look at, but, um, I also know how far I've come from where I grew up with. Right. Like my parents love them to pieces. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like that was super unhealthy to grow up with. And I chose it. Right. Yeah. If we look at our life like that and um, 
I, I coached, uh, business uh, owners that were trying to get their online businesses out into the world. And, you know, they come in with this beautiful desire to serve and then they get freaked out, right? Oh, I don't know how to do this. And oh my God, it's so much responsibility and I need to deliver blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, they share with me their story. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what if you like signed a contract with God before you came here and you decided that as you did, you were going to come in here in this world. And God said, okay, you, you want to come to earth. Great. What do you want to experience life as? Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to experience it as forgiveness. Awesome. Well, if you're going to experience life as forgiveness, you're going to need something to forgive. Mm -hmm. So then another little soul signs up and says, I'll be that for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, well, why? Right. Like this is a, a story. Actually, Neil Donald Walsh wrote uh, in a little children's book called the little soul in the sun. And the the child says, why would you do that for me? Like your, your light is so beautiful. And she's like, well, because I love you. However, mm. I haven't asked. And he's like, okay, great. And she's like, well, I'm going to be so good at helping you find forgiveness that I might forget how bright my light is. Mm. And I'm going to need you to remember. Mm. And so he's like, okay, you got it. And then another little soul and another little soul. And they all came here together I to help that. one soul find forgiveness. That is, oh, wow. If we start to see our journey that way, we can fall in love with all of the adversity, all of the people, mm -hmm. our parents, our, you know, our bosses, our exes. Like I, I feel in total gratitude for all of my journey, you know, and, and, and my mom, when she still suffers and blames herself for not knowing and not seeing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mom, I'm good. Like I wouldn't change my past because I wouldn't be me. Right. And I wouldn't have this, this conviction and this desire to help people out of suffering. I'd be mm -hmm. a different person. And I don't want to be that. I like who I am. Right. Right. So please don't suffer on my behalf because <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but again, it's like, we start to see the divine choreography of all of it. Mm -hmm. And every person that comes in, that's why when I say like heal our traumas, you know, if we don't, like, I believe that we're knowing our way out of healing mm -hmm. because we have all the information now. We have all of the, the seminars and the workshops and the books, and we're not doing the healing. If we don't heal, that thing is going to show up in a boss or a partner or a mm -hmm. friend or like it just the lesson is there for you to heal from. Mm -hmm. And if you don't if you bypass the healing, then you're going to continue to repeat that pattern and more people are going to show up in disguise to show you the thing. Mm -hmm. Living in shame for me, I it's so sneaky. Like I didn't know that what I brought from my home, my childhood home, I brought into my office space. And, and, and the, the, the characters were different, you know, my, my dad showed up in a woman and, you know, like all of that. But when I stood back and I looked at, it, I was like, oh my God, because I found myself trying to convince my worthiness, trying to find validation. And I'm, and I had this total surreal, like, like I call it a, you sit in the cosmic seat. The cosmic seat is when you kind of just sit outside and you're watching yourself like a movie. Mm -hmm. And I had this whole like visceral experience uh, when I was trying so madly to convince this lady who was, she was kind of like a boss. I mean, I was an independent contractor, but I was, I was being guided under her mm -hmm. and she kept 
blocking me and blocking me and blocking me. And, and I was, I was trying to convince her, like, what is the problem? I just want to help. And I had this cosmic moment. I stepped out and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you know who you are? This is what my, myself, my higher self, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, and I just stopped argument and I was like, oh my God, she's representing my father. She, this person's representing. And I was like, I brought that shame pattern into the, into this arena. And mm -hmm. all of me was trying to convince my wow. worthiness to this group. That's how sneaky it is. So that's beautiful. We don't know what we don't know. And that's mm -hmm. why we do the, what we do, right? It's like yeah. my, my path is to help you unpack that. If there's any limitation in you, if there's a part of you that feels like, you know, there's another level to your life, but you don't know how to get it. You almost feel guilty because you want it, but your life isn't terrible, but you know, there's something missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't see it, but you feel limited. There's something else that's wanting to be birthed and you just can't grasp it. It's because there's something in the unconscious conditioning of our journey mm. that's stopping you. I don't believe there's any limitation to the human being. There's mm. only the belief there is one, mm -hmm, but we mm -hmm. don't know what we don't know. A lot of us think, oh no, I forgave my parents. No, no, I don't care anymore. It doesn't bother me. Right. But that doesn't mean that the child in the unconscious conditioning wrote a story around it mm -hmm. and is now the very thing that's preventing you. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a quick example because when I talk about trauma, sometimes people think that it's gotta be some rape or something gigantic. And again, of course that's traumatic, but trauma is just what the child created meaning around. Mm -hmm. As an example, um, a child who is five years old and goes to the grocery store with her mother his mother, right? And he's playing with toys in the aisle. She walks up to the end of the aisle to grab something. She can see him, but he can't see her, right? He lifts mm -hmm. his head up. She's like, mom. And for those 10 seconds that so she's like, I'm right here. He anchors abandonment. He anchors, mm -hmm. I was left alone. Um, and the next time she goes to the grocery store, he's a little bit more clingy and doesn't want her to get away. Right now he's 35 years old and wonders why he keeps losing girlfriends because he's controlling, he's insecure, he's jealous because that little boy is afraid that he'll mm -hmm. be left behind. Mm. Right. So that's the journey of the human experience. And we don't know, we don't know how to see those things unless you have a guide that can right. help you unpack what are the limitations and let's see where that moment, that thread of your journey created that meaning so mm -hmm. that we can pull it out and we can start to see through a different set of lenses. I want to help you see the unseen so that you never unsee it. Because once you recognize the magnificence of why that moment was in planted in your journey, and you start to see the beautiful child that got back up, mm -hmm. you can't unsee that. So you'll never see your past pain as something that was injury. You'll see the beautiful soul that got back up and continue to be kind, continue to, to persevere, continue to, to be who you are today. And, and now you start to create a new pathway for your mind to go when challenges come, because mm -hmm. you can't unsee that anymore. You're like, well, no, I was resilient back then. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I was little and I was building traps, cause I would build traps to warn me when my dad was sneaking into my room, you know, I can look at that and say, wow, that really sucks that a little girl had to build traps to warn her when her father was coming to her room. Um, it, it didn't really stop him, but somehow it made me feel better, <laughs> but I can think of that little girl and I see her as creative. 
and mm-hmm. resourceful. And, you know, she created a plan and she thought this would work, you know, like, because that's also true. Mm-hmm. One brings me sadness and makes me feel sorry for her. And the yep. other one allows me to see her beauty. Yeah. Both are available, but mm-hmm. we're not taught to seek the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want to talk to you for hours. <laughs> I'm so sad that like we're at, we're already running close to the end because of your time constraints. So yeah. I'm going to ask you one final question for now, because I definitely want to have more conversations with you. Absolutely. Uh, how do people find you? How do people find me? Um, well, I will definitely give you all the links for your show notes. Perfect. And I also have a little gift, a giveaway for your audience. It's called the 10 step guide to freedom. And no matter what your situation is right now, read these steps and you can start to take action. Sometimes when we're in our pain, we don't see a way out. I remember for me, the only way out when I was at my worst was dying. I was very apathetic and I just wanted somebody to blow the red light so I could be done because that was the only way I saw out of my pain. Mm -hmm. So I built these 10 steps so that you can start to activate ways to get out of your situation, even if it's just even in your emotional state or your emotional home. Um, and you can visit me at um, unshakablelife.com or healandgrowrich.org. Hmm. Okay. Those are two places that you can contact me. You can call me. We, let's book a call. Let's see you know, where you're at and how I can best support you. The call is 100% free. Um, and, uh, and let's see if there's a way to get you out of the suffering that you're in right now so that you can be amongst the light warriors that we're putting out in the world to help serve others, because your one act of kindness can change the trajectory of someone's life, because that's what woke me up. And the people that treated me kind will never know who they woke up. Mm-hmm. So don't underestimate the power of your love. Jesse. I don't even have words to express how grateful I am to know you and the gift of having this time with you. I'm so, so grateful that you took time out to connect with me and to share your gifts with the world. So grateful. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go and let it flow